بوسوس کشیر روزان ترین ویریان خاطر تیازان انتر می پونیت یالو دیده ما جی پاچ شال استارت زالی می دیده ده ور شو تو آدم کا آپرو نانگه مونار پویتا انگه تامیل کاتی Welcome to the Biker Radio Broadcast, India's exclusive podcast on motorcycling featuring its heroes and celebrating it through the stories told by members of the community. One legend at a time. I'm Shandy. And I'm Sunny. This is episode number 24 and a very significant one because this is about you, the listener. We're here because you listen to us and we recognize that. And before the year is up with episode number 27, we decided to bring in one of you onto our show. Now, it is often the simple act of a like or a subscribe or a message or in this case, a call that double Ds our confidence. Early in the year, just after we had launched our first episode of Joshua John, we got a phone call. A genuine congratulatory call from one of our listeners saying that he just heard our show and wanted to call in and acknowledge our work. It was like getting a handwritten letter in the mail in this day and age of instant connectivity. Felt different. So this holiday season of Thanksgiving, Christmas and New Year, we felt it is time to acknowledge our listener family. Sit down, break bread and say grace to the warm solidarity that has come our way. Our guest this week is a son, a friend, a brother, a traveler, a writer, an artist, a logistician, a host, a guide, a rider, a cook, a dreamer and above all a believer. A believer in all of us. Please welcome Hashim Kayyum. Hashim Kayyum, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Welcome to the bike here. Welcome to the long way home on the Biker Radio broadcast. We're delighted that you're here with us this morning. Shandy's <laughs> assuming that he's a fan, or he was a fan at that time. <laughs> I am. I'll clarify that I am still a fan. I always was a fan, and it's so funny, you know that. I'm here on the show today yeah. because the first time I heard the show was after your first podcast yeah. and I heard it in Sri Lanka while I was yeah. on a visa run. Amazing. <laughs> ah. And I've just come back from... So, what's so with Sri Lanka? This is, <laughs> this is a significant day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just returned last night from a family holiday from Sri Lanka. Finally, after such a long, it's almost a year. Almost, almost a year, exactly. Yeah. And 
what a brilliant coincidence again as to how we caught up and where we caught up i mean it, i you know these to talk about those six degrees of separation yeah. and for me i feel that you know with a particular kind of people that it's degree of separation is just one, one it's just one right. and i've seen that i've experienced that across the world mm-hmm. that you know there is a connect you find an interesting person and yeah. chances are that you know you have some people in common <laughs> and i remember asking you what's your address and you said yeah. ki um, my motorcycle <laughs> I'm like what <laughs> my motorcycle I like you're just trying to be cocky <laughs> but that's true i mean that that's what your address is exactly and it's still not changed take us through that two years of it and well no conscious choice about it mm. i'm a traveler wow i'm not a motorcyclist uh-huh. motorcycle becomes my means to travel right. because i find that there's no better experience of going through a place and experiencing nature and interactions than a motorcycle uh-huh. it allows a much much more intimate interaction with your surrounding right. and that is my uh connection with motorcycles uh just going back a little bit i was working in france at that particular point of time right. uh that will take you back a little further a little yes. further <laughs> Let, okay let's start with it let's start with the genesis yes i love my motorcycle i've loved my motorcycle my first motorcycle uh was a royal enfield 350 which my parents gave me on my 18th birthday oh nice <laughs> and uh my mom would be thrilled to hear that 21 years later yeah she was stolen from me this Ooh. year beginning of this year yeah 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 that yeah. was sad Where was this? Pondicherry. And I'd just gotten it restored to amazing mint condition. The engine was running so beautifully and had this matte green color job. Oh, jeez. Oh, broke my heart. But also, you know, kind of uh, woven beautifully to this whole uh, phenomena, I'd say, I'm experiencing over the two years of having a motorcycle as an address. Wow. that you know my life has changed quite dramatically mainly one of the biggest things being consumerism and some sort of attachments you got on more of them or i can't because i can't consume i can't buy because i don't have a place to keep it wow and that's good that's amazing that's a great place to be that's an amazing place to be I mean, you go, you appreciate whatever so you see. So I think the book you're going to write is Nick Tintin. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Why not? That sounds like a plan. Oh man! Uh, How did that happen, man? Man, it's a Tamil Nadu registered bike because that's yeah. where I was when I was 18. Yeah. And uh, those guys know that this bike is worth its weight in gold, and with the kind of condition it had, you know. recently restored chrome engine running fantastically brand new paint job i mean it was waiting just waiting for someone to just pick it up and that's what they did the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on welcome na hashim kayum pesra ninga biker radio broadcast kee theriya you're from lovedale Uh, yeah i did study 5 years of a very important part of my life in love before that it was pune before that was in pune before that it was before that was kashmir yeah, all right yeah. so we starting at a good place we starting in an amazing place all right and you know going back to this whole travel story mm. 
which is what I essentially feel I am. Through all my jaunts in Europe, I always found my heart back in India and wanting to come back, pining to come back. Right. Was because of a little story. Yeah. Buosus Kashir Rozan, Thren Veriankhater. Tiaja nantar mi punya tiyalo. Tithe maji paachala start zali. Mi tithe dhaavar shoto. Adka apron na angge moonar poita. Angge Tamil kati teeren na ani uti pona love deal. Sorry. <laughs> you were two uh, brothers, right? Yeah, we were two brothers. So Kasim. Kasim. Yeah. Okay. Three and five, we had to Pune. Okay, three and five, we had to Pune. Yeah. Okay. Thirteen and fifteen is when we had to Munar. Oh, really? Yeah. One year in the school, the Hiring School in Munar, mm. and then we moved to Lovedale. Yeah, Lovedale. Lovedale. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, five years. I spent five years in Lovedale, and I think uh, I mean, okay, you start with a name like Lovedale. <laughs> so Lovedale has had a huge impact in your life. Yes, yes, Lovedale and Munar, right. Munar, because of a person who came into our lives at that particular point of time, and coincidentally, that person also happened to be my local guardian while I was in uh, Lovedale. Hmm. He was a guy who used to. Be a manager on the T Estates in Munar, working with Tarati, and he had mm. taken a transfer. Or he moved, he changed companies and moved to Kotagiri. Mm. Uh, and these were this was around the most formative time of my life. Yeah, and I think also the most problematic time of my life. Really? Oh man! How much trouble did you give your school? Let me say, uh, Bertie, uh, who was my local guardian, yeah. had to intervene every three months <laughs> over a period of three years. <laughs> okay. Just that story of you know meeting this guy, who to me was larger than life. Unfortunately, he isn't there anymore. Right. Uh, Cuthbert Lamary Soros, called Bertie. Right. And uh, huge wildlife guy. Huge wildlife guy, huge into fishing, uh, amazing sportsman, mm-hmm. and uh, just a person who lived and breathed life so much. Right. Uh, he was a huge, huge influence right. <laughs> in my life, yeah. and um, oh, I still get misty-eyed sometimes when I think about him because I know that he would have been proud of what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and I know I would have done a lot of stuff with him in this right. space, but yeah, I know he's watching over and saying, <laughs> "Good on you, Hashim. Yeah. Proud of you." Yeah. Yes. I think the Nilgiris is a very beautiful part of the country. Right. I would go as far as to say that you know maybe the prettiest part of the country. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. And coming up down the road on episode number 24 of this Biker Radio Broadcast is... Anthony Bourdain. Ah, now we're talking. Now we're talking. I had the privilege of working with him. Hi, this is Hashim Kiyum. And you're listening to The Long Way Home on Biker Radio Broadcast. You know, for a Kashmiri to tell you that Nilgiris is probably the prettiest place in the country. It was like, hang on, wait a minute. Kashmir is definitely. Well, everybody says so. Yeah, no. Have you been to Kashmir? No. Hey, really? 
I was there when I was uh, three months old till nine months old. Have you been to Kashmir? I have. I have. I actually, oh man, I have only been to a little bit of the goodness, which is you know Christmas in Gulmarg can't be. Uh, you can you can imagine it's snowing and it's it's awesome. It was very nice. I mean, it was like Switzerland so on Indian it? rupees. Is it Switzerland it's on pretty, Indian rupees? Yeah, pretty. yeah. It's pretty. It's very pretty. But I have not been to any other place. One day we missed a flight and we had to stay over. And I said, "Let's go houseboat pe rehenge." So we went to the houseboat and found it. You know, it was quite depressing because the electricity was low and the lights were not bright or something. It, it just felt. And the fact that they had electricity in the first place on the houseboats was a little. Hello, where did they get the electricity from? Where did they get it from? So the houseboats generally just, you know, they they anchored mm. at the edge of the lake where you obviously cables are running and whatever. I would have imagined a houseboat should be in the middle of the lake, right? Yeah. But वो नहीं होता. So so from from Lovedale and his time in Lovedale to mm. actually then moving on to Kashmir. Okay. No, actually the thing is that he's from Kashmir, and his dad. Is this guy, you know, what a guy? He's he's probably the top plant biologist, food technologist the country's ever had. Yeah. Uh, he used to work for the Maharaja of Patiala. Oh. Then he went to the Louis Pasteur Institute in France. Right. And he comes back, and uh, then he gets the largest loan from uh, the Jammu and Kashmir government to set up a massive mushroom plant, which mm-hmm. he does. And he still continues to consult a bunch of companies. Yeah. So illustrious dad. Yeah, who spent most of his time uh, outside of Kashmir, except for yeah. his own education there. Yeah. So which Actually, which kind of explains uh, what uh, yeah. Hashim is all yeah, about. Yeah, right? the non-resident Kashmiri. Yeah. So we asked him about Kashmir. Hi, this is Hashim Kayum, Tichu Bozal, Biker Radio Broadcast. I get so impressed. I get so impressed every time I go there that you know. ियाँ The talent you come across, yeah. and that talent is rewriting a story in Kashmir, which a lot of people, the interested people, know, but a lot of people in mainstream social media and stuff like that are not aware about music, photography, filmmaking, theater, poetry, all of it. Wow, all of it. And then there's this massive revival where the youngsters are getting back into traditional arts. Wow. I mean, Kashmir. Without yeah. me really being able to pinpoint each and every one of them, they say that there are thirty different art forms, basically different materials and different distinct styles that have you know been perfected over centuries of practice and you know uh, passing on to the next generation. Kind of uh, arts, right. and uh, where you know across the India, uh, across the country, you see that the traditional artisans are in a way, one way getting disconnected. But maybe there's some sort of a revival happening, 
And the same thing is happening in Kashmir as well. Yeah. I mean, young musicians playing the rubab, playing the tumbakhnar, which are the traditional right. instruments, right. fusing that with mainstream music, mainstream instruments. Yeah. Today, two of uh, one of the biggest bands, I think, in the indie rock space, uh, Arfaz, if I'm not mistaken, they are called. They have a lead singer from Kashmir who uses Kashmiri lyrics in his mm-hmm. songs, and they're so popular. Mm-hmm. And he says that it's amazing that you know, like. It happened with every rock and roll kind of song uh, where people, even if they didn't know the lyrics, they eventually picked it up, even if they didn't understand the He's meanings. He's the lead singer? Sorry? He's, He's the, the lead, lead singer. singer. Then uh, I was recently at the Riff, Jodhpur Riff, yeah. and uh, there's a band called Alif. Yeah. And Alif has a lead singer from Kashmir. And we miss that. Man. He throws uh, Kashmiri lyrics into his uh, songs and the crowd reacts crowd reacts so amazingly and for me I feel that these guys have got guts to yeah. be able to do that yeah. uh, not from any political context yeah. but from the fact that you know you're trying to mix you're trying to do something in a, in a defined define, in a defined genre yeah. you could play it safe I mean you could play you could do Hindi rock you could do English rock there is an audience for it right. but being able to effortlessly Yes, and that is what I see is happening in the art space because apart from my travel company and my travel passion, I'm also uh, fascinated by the arts and one of the projects that I run is an artist residency in Himachal Pradesh. So that space fascinates me a lot. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So welcome back to the Biker Radio Broadcast, episode number 24. I'm Shandy. And I'm Sunny. And? We are with Hashim Kayum on the long way home. Yeah. Hashim, who did his schooling at Lovedale. Yeah. When you got out of school, yeah. what was the first thing you did? School? You remember the first day that you didn't have to go to school anymore? No. I actually don't. I have such a pathetic memory. So you who, remember? Who are, who How about are, you? What? School? I have no memories. No memories. I, I, I seriously, I can't remember. Most I do of remember the farewell party actually. Ah. Yeah, there was one song that I carried and everybody ah. and played. You carried and played what cassette? Yeah. Ah, yeah. You know, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yeah. Relax. You relax. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. That is it. <laughs> Played, played at least 20 times, I oh, think, God. one song. So relax, don't do it. Oh. And uh, there was this other song. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome. I can't remember it. So the, there were these two songs. Sorry, this was the other one. Okay. Those days was fun. Sorry, where are we? What are we doing? I don't know. What are we talking about? You were welcoming Hashim back into the show. He, the next, oh, he the takes next a ride. He's taking a ride. Right. So he takes a ride. So so when yeah. you get out of school, yeah. just out of school, yeah. there is usually a growing up moment. Right. And uh, our friend Hashim kind of had that. Hi, this is Hashim Kiyum and you're listening to The Long Way Home on Biker Radio Broadcast. As soon as you finish your school, mm-hmm. a few months later there is the Founders Day. And quite often because since you've transitioned class 12, and you're still not gotten into college. A lot of people who were around Uti still came for the Founders Day. Oh. It became a mini reunion straight out of school. Uh-huh. And now we were not school kids, so you know you could come as adults, kind of, whatever we thought we could. 
तो एट दैट पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम आई टोल्ड माई फ्रेंड्स वी वॉल डिस्कसिंग इफ यू गोन कम बैक टू स्कूल फॉर फाउंडर्स एंड आई सेट इफ आई कम आई विल कम ओनली ऑन अ मोटरसाइकिल अदरवाइज आई एम नॉट कमिंग आई डेंट ओन अ मोटरसाइकिल आई डेंट हैव अ ड्राइविंग ड्राइविंग लाइसेंस आई डेंट नो हाउ टू राइड अ मोटरसाइकिल now by now my dad's moved to chennai he's got a transfer with tata t and okay. he's moved to chennai okay uh-huh. 97 yeah so a friend of mine from school days who had left in class 10 the name is hari he owned a motorcycle and i told hari let's go for this and he said dude you're fucking crazy mm. are you mad do you know this distance and never done more than that many kilometers before <laughs> we don't have a license Oh, you still didn't we still didn't have a license. We were, neither did he. Uh, and he said, "Forget it. This is a stupid idea." And all my hopes are dashed. And I decided, okay, I'm not going. Uh-huh. And two weeks later, Hari calls me and he says, "Dude, so how are we leaving? When are we leaving?" Pola ma. Pola ma. Exactly. <laughs> and he says, "Pola ma." And I said, "Where, dude?" He says, "Bike ride, no." I'm like what? You suddenly change your mind. I said, "Yeah, da, let's fucking do this. This sounds like an amazing plan." And then the planning, because neither parents can know we are going on a motorcycle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I have an easy excuse. I tell my mom I'm going to this guy's house, and we are going in his car. His dad has organized it all for us. So cool. I escape from home. He tells his parents the same thing. About a third friend who's not even coming to school. Okay. Right. And so two of us take off, and because we had to play this game, we don't have helmets, and we don't have. We're traveling from Chennai, so we basically dressed for summer in uh, Chennai, uh, and yeah. that's how we've left because right. we're gonna be in a car, and <laughs> the mum is gonna get all like, "What the hell are you carrying? And why are you carrying all this? Why do you need all this why stuff?" Do you need all this stuff? So we find ourselves on the road, traveling 550 kilometers towards Uti. Yeah. And those days, it was a great highway getting from Chennai till Coimbatore. Right. Uh-huh. But used to have these sand lorries, the tippers, kamakazis, as mm. we used to call them that time, because they could fly, mm. and they would just spew out sand. sand. Yeah. yeah. And we were in their wake, and you know, no helmets and sunglasses, which were. not the best you know yeah. we we had a real issue with equipment them days and we find ourselves at 12 o'clock in the night at metupaliam <laughs> right deciding should we go to erode which is not very far away yeah. another friend lived there and we thought okay leave from there to uti the next morning yeah. and uh, before we make we made the calls we were probably going to go yeah. and then we said book lagi hai and my friend then introduces me to another legend of south india kottu paratha okay what i'm sorry i don't know that what's that so you know these uh, flaky parathas kerala oh, paratha right, yeah, 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 yeah. so that once it's done and gone through its optimal time shelf life shelf life which is a few hours yeah then they shred that yeah <laughs> and they mix all sorts of masalas and they add egg and they could add chicken or mutton yeah. and they have these big dosa tattas uh-huh. or those tawas uh-huh. and two metal kind Tatas. of 
belchers mm. and they play a tune they mm. drum on the thing and they cooking your food yeah. so it's visually stunning theater yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, live music going on and it is fabulous wow. it is fabulous wow. and uh, to our starving so bellies yeah you know serves you on a plate boom yeah, eat uh-huh. start eating and uh, as happens in such cases often enough that you know khana comes into the stomach and the adrenaline again kicks in now suddenly this journey which has been tiring for the past now we were already on the road 12 hours wow yeah so we were like quite exhausted by 12 in the night yeah. but now we were suddenly in our second wind the biker radio broadcast listen connect right on one of the things that biker radio broadcast was pleasantly surprised with was this one group that was doing something for better traffic sense and so we decided to call them up and speak to partho banerji of tornadoes bong riders united and ask him what his groups this year's cause is so i started this in 2014 tornadoes uh, bong riders united i've been riding for last 15 years wow so i started uh, this group called uh, tornadoes bong riders united we are a group of 32 people rode all the length and breadth from Kashmir to Kanyakumari from Barmer to Arunachal for last 3 years we have been running different causes first year it yeah. was a save the himalayas don't yeah. don't pollute them last year it was a save the girl child and uh, this year this year it is predominantly to uh, follow the traffic rules giving way to the ambulance uh, living little bit civilized uh, wearing your helmet and try to drive as safe as possible giving way to other people So Partho if a citizen wanted to do something about this and you know really wanted to make a change what is the one thing they could possibly do You should care about other people and respect their space Awesome uh, my, my next initiative would be visiting the schools and giving these stickers to the children so they can go and give it to their parents saying that I will be waiting for you at home so please respect the traffic rules You know I think instead of giving it to the children you should give it to the parents right outside the school school gates <laughs> yeah when <laughs> you're when, so right when, you're so right <laughs> that's a it's a waste to give it to the children because parents will tell their children ye kya leke aaye ho you might as well give it to the parents and say thank you for double parking uh, here is a sticker we are trying to promote people to have yeah, more that, that, traffic awareness thank you very much <laughs> thank you very much for giving that idea i think uh, we should means uh, as tornadoes should uh, start this initiative also this year <laughs> we will visit different schools all right and start distributing it uh, to the parents i think yeah, that it's, i mean it's they are getting, a, getting their children educated at least they might also get educated in the process yeah uh, partho it's called a silent hammer <laughs> yes you're so right <laughs> the sound of silence yes you're right You're right. And we are also doing something very specific in this area. Mm-hmm. Coming up you will be listening to Horn Please. Okay. Which is a humor segment we have taken to drive home the point of road safety which I think you are also talking about. Mm-hmm. Thanks Partho to you and to the Tornadoes Bong Riders United for your initiative. All the best man. Well coming up is our tribute to Traffic Sense with Horn Please. <laughs> please hello baby do you want to dance hmm? what sabse pehle 
रास्ते पर मैग वे फॉर एम्बुलेंस डेंस 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 बेबी डेंस 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 बेबी डेंस एम्बुलेंस लैंड गिफ्ट वे टू एम्बुलेंस गिफ्ट वे टू एम्बुलेंस गिफ्ट वे टू एम्बुलेंस गिफ्ट वे टू एम्बुलेंस और प्लीज ओके टाटा ஊட்டிட் and hari is wearing a t-shirt <laughs> and a pair of jeans with leather gloves <laughs> and, 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 and yellow night vision glasses the so called night vision glasses at that point uh, i'm wearing pajamas which had come into vogue at that point of time okay and uh, a t-shirt yeah. but my school uniform had a slightly thick jacket right. we used to call it a battler okay uh, and uh, i was wearing that <laughs> So that was the only thing that was keeping us warm and it was so funny because Hari would be telling me Hasham Hari Hambi man from behind I'll be from behind fucking cold fucking cold and uh, all that is happening but we seriously getting into a case of hypothermia till as we are overtaking a bus we feel a blast of hot air mm. and that blast of hot air is the exhaust Mm. so you ride next to the bus <laughs> let me guess exactly so we start riding we next to the bus we had the full air conditioning happening and we warm ourselves thaw a bit from the cold and then ride ahead overtake the bus find the next lorry or the next bus and warm ourselves now we reach like uti oh. and uh, what time 3 o'clock in the morning oh man you guys are nuts Uh, first bike ride so you know you don't know all this how you're supposed to plan what you're supposed to do but yeah it was all without incident and i forget to tell that that's the ride i learned how to ride a motorcycle on mm. at the expense of three chicken <laughs> <laughs> no <Dinner>? road kill <laughs> and hari telling me bachcha ride bachcha ride go 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 so the doda is going to come yeah you know because you know the villagers suddenly will find this to be an excuse to lynch you yeah. So let's go. So I'm I've learned how to ride uh, the motorcycle on the trip but still most of the riding is done by Hari. Right. And his dad was working with a group that owned the holiday in in Uti. Right. Wow, okay. And he had booked us there. Wow, oh, okay. So you managed that. So at 3 o'clock in the morning we ride into the parking lot parking of lot, yeah. holiday in <laughs> and we enter the lobby the guy looking at us the doorman looking at us saying guys i think you're in the wrong place what the day <laughs> uh, the what the was still chennai uti didn't have what the by that time and now it's that also took a bit to become quite mainstream so the guy lets us enter and we see people looking at us very strange yeah. <laughs> we think okay you know, bike and we've come like this maybe they think we're not part here but shouldn't be so random yeah. 
We go, we say, okay, the guy says, I have a booking here. Oh, sir, you know, this one, sir, come, 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 your suite yeah. is ready, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We get there and we are able to see ourselves in the mirror for the first time. Oh, yeah. I call it the reverse raccoon. <laughs> because only the part around our eyes where we had sunglasses was clean. Yeah. And the rest of us was covered in soot yeah. from all the exhaust from the Very buses and heat. trucks. The heating. All and the all the air conditioning. Yeah. All the air conditioning. And then we realized, of course, you know, this was the whole joke in the lobby, wow. why they were staring at us. And we didn't sleep better. Our chests were six inches bigger when we rode into school. Wow. Because, hey, we had fulfilled yeah. our promise. Uh-huh. So that was my first bike ride. And I think, uh, yeah, never, never stopped after that. And like I said earlier on, that it became this uh, medium which allowed me to travel. Yeah quite effortlessly and quite intimately. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. And coming up down the road on episode number 24 of this Biker Radio Broadcast is... His Holiness Dalai Lama Wow. suddenly came into the picture and he said this was not only about the snow leopard but also about the tiger because one of the most important... Uh, possessions any Buddhist can have is a cloak made out of the lining of the fur of a big cat. Uh So a lot of the poaching that was happening, which a lot of people don't talk about, especially in the Himalayan belt, was being encouraged or the market for and consumer for it was in Tibet or the the trans-Himalayan Buddhist community. Hi, this is Hashim Kiyum, and you're listening to The Long Way Home on Biker Radio Broadcast. Have you ever been to an art collective or an art kind of a residency? Have you ever been or seen one or been experienced? I don't know. I mean, to me... Josh was part of it just recently. To me, uh, to be put together in a space where you're supposed to perform, I don't know if it's (laughs) art or not. Oh, God. Plus, uh, I think art is, for me, individual expression. Hmm. And I'm not sure how that works, but hmm. I'd love to be to know what it's about. We can do this in May through September. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, but uh, it's almost like doing uh, a, a joint workshop on learning anything, any kind of art form. It can be podcasting, it can be motorcycling, it can be fine art. Yeah, absolutely. Or any. I mean, that, that's a great idea. We can have a podcasting workshop. Yeah. Yeah. Have more people come and do more shows right. on motorcycling. Right. That would be fun. So, if it was the Biker Radio uh, broadcast workshop on podcasting, yeah. what would you call it? Brighter. Brighter. <laughs> huh, let's get brighter. That's a brighter idea. That's a brighter idea. Hmm. Anyone interested? Write into us at mail at brbroadcast.com. Or WhatsApp us at 89-202-766-75. We're just trying to keep it alive. Help! Karma Yatri Travel and Art. In a Himalayan village, Kaita is giving artists a platform to produce collaborative art. Hi, this is Hashim Kiyum. And you're listening to The Long Way Home on Biker Radio Broadcast. Let's start with... Art. Art. Yeah. (laughs) 
So what is your preferred medium? Motorcycles. <laughs> hey, come on! Travel is a travel is an art. Right. What do you do? Uh, ride motorcycles, <laughs> and uh, I run an artist residency in this small little village in Himachal Pradesh. Right. Tell us about uh, that place called Parvati Valley and a village called Kalga, where no motorable re- road reaches. Not even your motorcycle. Not even my motorcycle. So okay. that is probably the only time in the year. that I'm without my motorcycle. Mm. It's it's a passion project. It's something that I really enjoy doing and over the past 5 years have uh, kind of been able to demystify some of those conversations. Mm. I tell my curator partner in this project, uh, you saved my life by giving me a word, mm. which allowed me to make some sense out of it. Mm. And that's process. Okay. <laughs> it's also a big word that you hear in the art space. Right. And yeah, it is. It is. Okay. And then when you start uh, actually seeing it firsthand, a lot of the art starts making sense. The end result, when you don't understand anything about the process mm. in contemporary art, modern art, new media, sometimes can be mm. absolutely bizarre. And going back to what we said earlier, that we don't understand it. Mm. But when you understand, or you have some sort of insight into the process. Mm. then the final product starts making a lot of sense sure. and uh, then it's not so bizarre anymore so it kind of started off in a very strange accident uh, i started my travel company which focuses on motorcycle tours so it's called karma yatri i had no clue about what an artist residency was uh-huh. my only association with the arts till then was I dated a few artists mm. and I'd gone to a bunch of festivals mm. and when I set up my travel company uh, a very core part about the company was to try and create some sort of a platform whereby there was an ability to give back to the space in uh the regions that we were traveling in uh a community that we were interacting with which was spending a lot of intimate time and uh effort with us and we were building relationships but apart from a purely commercial transaction there was no way to nurture that relationship mm-hmm. this was for whatever reason a thought that came into my head that you know there had to be some way of creating a platform it was also quite in vogue at that particular point of time that a lot of travel companies which were essentially started by foreigners mm. they connected the travel to a social cause which was either that they would okay. visit ngos they supported ngos okay. or children homes or some other social project okay. and through their tours either some part of their proceeds went to that particular project or they took their tours visiting those little projects mm. mm-hmm. and you know it 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 was a very uh, it was not a eureka moment for me mm. to say that i'm going to do something new all a lot of responsible travel companies at that point were doing projects which focused on community right so i clearly knew that when i started the company it had to be one important part of the company mm-hmm. uh and on my second tour mm. i met two people mm. who basically were artists at a residency mm. and that residency was happening in delhi in july mm. okay in the peak of the summer exactly and these guys had time between the end of the residency and the exhibition mm. 
and they came to the mountains and they had booked a tour with my company because some references lovely and i was like what are you guys doing here conversations conversations they say art residency like, what is that mm. blah 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 mm. who do they give you mm. and what do they expect of you so those dynamics were explained and i said you're doing that in delhi yeah. in july mm. why why mm. and they said yeah but this is the way this is the format i said is this a global phenomena And they said, no, no, it's different formats, and basically you require some infrastructure, some duration. Maybe the sweat was adding to the paperwork. Yeah, the creation, you know, sweat art, the process, <laughs> the process. And I said, okay, I've got this little place that I go to, and uh, why don't you guys come with me and tell me if something can work here? And I took them to Kalga, which is a village that I'd been in now. I'd already been visiting nine years, every single year. Uh, for want of a name, I called it my soul space. It's mm. the only time I felt I could go silent. Mm. Uh, and uh, now I took them there, and they saw it, and they said, "Absolutely." Mm. So suddenly, now from the social project, mm. which didn't have any definition, mm. or the karma project, which mm. for me is basically an action, not a right. it's not destiny which people most people confuse it to be mm-hmm. for me i think it's an action which eventually decides your destiny but first it's the action awesome so the action part was now suddenly given a definition right here abhi hum artist residency karenge i was not that delusional ki abhi main artist manage karunga and main artist network karunga and blah 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 so i clearly knew i needed to find a partner in this space in the next two years what a quest for a partner in this space and with a bunch of misses mm. i met my current partner in this project mm. uh, who basically is an advertising professional okay okay and but had been you know involved with some very interesting art related projects okay. which was uh, basically some uh, event called sec carnival of e creativity Okay. Which used to happen at uh, Satnal Estates near Nainital. This is, yeah. sounds amazing. Amazing, and the, the gathering—it's—it uh, actually got uh, curated or created by a senior art critic journalist okay. Shankar Barwa. Okay. Uh-huh. And he created this festival. Okay. Uh, and Shazeb, who's my partner in this project, uh-huh. he was working with Shankar to wow. run this event, which was a three-day thing that happened every year. Okay. Uh, he'd also been part of the Mumbai Wall project, which was the first mm. right, okay. large-scale graffiti yeah. project that happened. Uh. Uh, he was he runs a, a festival in Bombay, a weekend-long break the barrier between gallery and audience kind mm. of project. Okay. So he wow. has urban settings. It uh. could be your terrace. It could be uh, a garage. It could be a warehouse. The premise is that if artists are ready to create an exhibit, a venue to party, any venue becomes a gallery, yeah. and you don't need to be uppity about it and say. Yeah. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So we're talking about France. The Eiffel Tower. Or the Arc de Triomphe. La du Triomphe. La du Triomphe. La du Triomphe. Or what? Le Tour de Eiffel. Le Tour de Eiffel. Le Tour de Eiffel. Let's do the fell. Let's do the fell. The Eiffel Tower. Who fell? 
<laughs> I don't know who fell. Hashim Kayum lands up in France. Okay, so he continues this logistics job that he does here in India. Uh-huh. And in a year's time, the French company decides that he'll move to France. So, you know, he's always wanted to come back to India, like he said in the beginning of the interview. He just wants to come back to India. He spends three years in France. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we, the reason I'm talking about this is because we asked him this question and he, he kind of never got to answering that. So we called him up and he clarified exactly. The sequence of events. The sequence of events. So here's Hashim. Bonjour, je suis Hashim Kayoum. about Eight years ago, okay. uh, I was between a job transition okay. and quite a dark space in my life Take for various reasons. Yeah, it's my book. Can I say something? Huh? Carry on, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> Nothing really matters. All right. So, our Okay. Yeah, you know, love my life kind wow. of story and just smells uh, like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. So, thirtieth birthday, she. It was supposed to be a big birthday, like thirtieth birthdays can be, should be. Uh, but she breaks up with me on a text, mm. and I've got laryngitis, mm. so I can't call her. Oh. Mm. I can't speak. Mm. And we eventually broke up mm. and uh, I was in a job that I wasn't happy with. I mm. was living a life I was not happy with. Mm. Where, where were you physically? Bombay! Mumbai! Right. What were you doing? Sin then? City, working. Yeah. I was working for a Japanese company then. Mm. Uh, yeah, I felt like I'd already retired. I had a Company apartment, company car, driver, driver. But the sushi was not good enough. Yeah, the sushi was not good enough. Mm. And then I was doing a bunch of stupid stuff and I'd kind of run. What were some... you doing in. What were you really doing? You were selling. I used to work. Uh, I'm basically a mechanical engineer. With, okay. Uh, postgrad in industrial engineering. Right. I studied and did it in Germany. Okay. And I came back to India and started working. As a supply chain management and logistics professional. Right. And okay. Uh, okay. the fact that I speak German and the fact that I had that engineering and supply chain background meant that I could work for this Japanese company, which is one of the largest in automotive logistics. Okay. And BMW had just arrived in India. Right. Uh-huh. Or just about a year or two ago. And they were looking for a key account manager. It was their account and they wanted someone... Uh, who okay. could Achha. or my Tamil my German my English all came into four because it was in Chennai their plant was in Chennai so I became the ideal candidate for them and that's where my journey in logistics started 
which was absolutely fascinating for me because I've wow. done a bunch of jobs before and I came alive in this job. If yeah. I've ever worked and enjoyed working in the corporate space yeah. was when I did logistics oh. because I would start my day having chai or conversations with a truck driver right. and finish the day having a beer with the MD of BMW. Right. And that range of interaction, it was my first... Uh, interaction with the blue collared force in India. Uh, it was uh, a time when um, a lot of work was being done about their rights and their minimum wages and right. overtimes and right. the problems that they had were real. Right. And you suddenly had the power or authority right. to solve at least some of them. Yeah. And that was a very, very interesting space to be and for me, I think more than anything else, I'm a big time Indophile. I don't know if a yeah. resident of India can say that. I mean, in the in in the literary context, yeah, you. Yeah. How can you be an Indophile being an Indian? You know. Yeah. So, but you know, I am obsessed with this country, right? And with the well-being of it all, and can't even whatever. believe you're born in a place like this. You know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I feel Imagine. we all have this, you know, space of privilege that we are in. Yeah. And. Uh, we are the ones who can build this nation, you know. No one else can do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it suddenly allowed me an uh, entry into that space, right. you know, as naive as I was. But, right. hey, you know, it still felt good. And, you know, I enjoyed it. This and is called the long way home. <laughs> <laughs> so, you look back over your shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's been a fun journey. It's been a super fun. And I don't think I'd have it any other way. Yeah. Uh, and then Bombay happened. Right. Because right. Uh, my company was headquartered in Bombay. Right. And my girlfriend wanted to be in Bombay. Right. Okay. And we did that whole transfer story happening. And before the transfer actualized, right. I mean, it had been finalized and had people signed, everything done. But oh, before we actually God. physically moved, she moved out of my life. So that's the tumultuous moment. Yeah. Mm. And then life in Bombay and <laughs> just everything that that city sometimes can be. Decadence? Decadence. A lot of decadence. A lot of uh, what I now call ha-ha, hoo-hoo conversations. <laughs> okay. So... Yeah. But in the art space, there is. I wasn't in the art space still. <laughs> no, you weren't. I was. This was even before starting right, Karma Yatri. Right, right. And uh, at one point, I decided that okay, maybe a change of city and a change of company might do okay. the trick. Hmm. Um, and Pune became an option. Okay. Okay. It was a city of my childhood, like I mentioned. Wow. And the whole prospect of moving there seemed. Quite bearable. Right. I won't say interesting, mm -hmm. but bearable. Compared to Bombay. Compared to Bombay. And I was still close enough to Bombay to, you know, right. be part of the life that I'd begun doing with my friends mm. there because we started motorcycling a lot in mm -hmm. Bombay again. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, three weeks that I have between this job and the other, mm -hmm. uh, a friend of mine who's from Israel who first introduced me to Kalga. Mm. Okay. Said, Ashim, I've got a break. I'm mm. coming down to India. Let's meet in Rishikesh, pick up a couple of bikes and go to Kalga. Mm. Okay. I said, Chalo, done. Let's go. Mm. So we meet in Rishikesh, pick up the bikes. He, his bike was always stored in Rishikesh. I hire out a bike and we go to Kalga. 
And I'm talking to Leo. His name is Leo. Mm. Uh, I'm talking to him about life and all this drama that's going on. And he says, "Don't worry, it's going to be fine. Just go, start your job. You'll come to know. And you know, maybe your heart, maybe your mind, but you'll get to know what you want to do." And the next morning, I woke up suddenly, in a way, knowing what I wanted to do, and I sent an SMS to the guy mm. in Pune. Okay. Uh, maybe that was also a little bit of a <laughs> moment because i was broken up with on a sms mm. i decided to break up with this company on an sms yeah. i said i can't come so i left kalga came down to bombay packed my stuff up mm. basically just gave away all my stuff moved mm. my whole life i had a truck load of furniture and things which i moved from chennai to bombay mm. Mm. Because that was my life and my house before. Mm. I used to restore old furniture as a oh, hobby. That's 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 yeah. That's something we just got a whiff of. <laughs> we'll get back to that. And uh, I moved my life into a backpack and a half. <laughs> and that was such a refreshing reboot. Guten Tag. Ich bin Hashim Kayum und Sie hören Biker Radio Broadcast. Have you ever seen a snow leopard? No, only in photos. Mm. What does it look like? It looks like a leopard, but uh, very, very you know, well-fed, round, <laughs> roly-poly, fat tail kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in this conversation, uh, Hashim talks about this. Of course, we have not been able to include it in this show, but he talks about you know setting up this place in Stoke. Right. which is going to do next summer. Right. And uh, that has got access to this there's this pass which you cross now uh, to go to the the Markha Valley. Uh-huh. And uh, you know it's a 3 day 4 day trek to get through that. And the the best part of it is that I don't know if we are game for it but we should try it this this time. That is pretty much the Hemis uh, National Park right. which is the home Right. for the uh, the wild cat yeah, but it, i mean it's a matter of terrain actually because in Absolutely. parts of spiti also you find the yeah. snow leopard yeah. so back to hashim with his experience on his rides in all over the country yeah down south and up north not for nothing is he known as karma yatri oh yeah and he goes east also and he goes west also and right now i just spoke to him he is there outside nashik tomorrow he'll be at the pune festival is he at the sula wine factory <laughs> i don't think <laughs> he probably he told me some dindoli dindolo bowl dindori dindori he was there and he's heading out to the pune superbike festival which is tomorrow uh-huh. 7th december 2018 yep cheers buddy cheers man my way Hi this is Hashim from Karmayatri and I'm calling in from the town of Lakhpat. It's a small town and a massive fort on the northwestern edge of Gujarat. So I'm basically on a long bike ride currently and uh, this is my symbolic start point of the trip because I'm planning to do a ride along the coastline of India. The idea was to begin 
on the western coast and uh, go down all the way to Kanyakumari and then travel upwards on the eastern coast all the way to Calcutta. This is the start. I've been on the road for about 12 days now, little upwards of 2,500 kilometers, which has been an experience by itself. But I'm really excited about this. So I began this journey in Himachal Pradesh, uh, in Parvati Valley, and then I traveled in Himachal for a few days, came into Punjab, stayed in Amritsar for a couple of days for the food, then crossed into northern Rajasthan, traveled along the western edge of Rajasthan, entered Gujarat, uh, went to Dolavira, which is, as most of you would know, one of our important uh, Indus Valley civilization sites. I decided to stop my journey the previous evening, 40 kilometers short of Lakhpat, because for whatever reasons I thought it would be amazing to catch the sunrise here. Um, and uh, this morning I came in and I guess the timing was perfect. As I climbed the fort ramparts uh, to get the first glimpse of the Arabian Sea, I turned around and to my east was one of the most glorious sunrises that I've ever seen in the longest time. So, amazing place, amazing timing, amazing everything. Uh, Lakhpat Fort is incredible and it's unfortunate or maybe fortunate that not too many of us know about it. Uh, massive fort which houses uh, Darga, Gurdwara, Temple, uh, it's known as the ghost town of Gujarat because uh, practically half the village is in ruins and is deserted. Um, but it's just a place that's incredible. On the Biker Radio Broadcast, this is Hashim and this is My Way. My Way. Like a radio broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Hey, tell us, tell us, tell us something about your rides. The last two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, motorcycle rides. Only more. <laughs> yes. I returned to India 2016 September. That was when the third edition of Kaita was going live. And I'd quit my job after being in France for three years. And I returned to India. And 2016? Uh, September. Beginning September. September. Beginning September. Yeah. Or, you know, mid-September. 15 September I was in India. And straight arrived, landed in Delhi. That evening I had a bus to Kalga. Mm. And I was there. Mm. Remained there for a month. Mm. One month. Yeah, because our residency is for five weeks. Right. So I spent a little time after the residency and then straight away uh, had a quick visit back home to Srinagar because my sister-in-law and nephew, who mm. I wanted to see, mm. is now two and a half years old. Right. That time he was just half a year old. Right. Uh, they were visiting. So went there for a few days and in October... I started riding the motorcycle. Hmm. So October was uh, my first introduction to Sikkim. Right. So did about 10 days of Sikkim. Right. Uh, and then 10 days of Bhutan. Hmm. 
Whose bike? What bike? Rented bikes, bike tour. There's a group of friends from Germany who ride with me practically every year. Uh, they wanted to do this ride, so I had a. It gave me an opportunity to develop a vendor in uh, the northeast, right. uh, which has happened now. Now we offer tours out of uh, Bagdogra with right. uh, attached fleet of motorcycles. Some really nice people that we spend a lot of time with now over the past two years. Right. So Bagdogra becomes our gateway for Sikkim, Nepal, and Bhutan. Right. Uh, Finished those 20 days of riding and flew to Chennai mm. because uh, my then girlfriend, who was French, wanted to live, wanted us to live in Pondicherry. Wow. She knew that I couldn't live in France or I didn't want to live in France and she was brave enough to say that she would attempt living in India mm. and in her romance for a place, mm. she decided that it would be Pondicherry. Obviously. Wow. Clearly. And I had absolutely no issues with it because I lived in Chennai and Pondicherry I'm quite familiar with wow. and I like the idea of being there. So one week, settle in Pondicherry, get on the bike and uh, long bike ride through the south of India on the east coast. Okay. So the all the way to Rameshwaram, Danushkodi and then cutting inland through... Madurai, yeah. Trichy, yeah. Tanjavur, Gangai Kondacholam, all these places. Wow. Back to uh, Pondicherry. And then Pondicherry ended up set, being the base and then a bunch of trips were happening, some with motorcycles, some without motorcycles. Uh, was also around the same time in Feb, early Feb when I was in Ladakh, had gone for the Snow Leopard thingy. Yeah. And I called in and we spoke yeah, for the... Yeah. You were at Khardungla. Exactly. End of January. End of January. So I have friends in the forest department in Leh. Uh, and uh, what had happened was I've been dying to see a snow leopard in wild. And uh, while I wasn't able to manage to do that, but I'd gone to Leh because the wildlife department people called me and said that there's... a Snow Leopard, which has been rescued, mm. oh. which is again a beautiful story right. that's playing out through the Snow Leopard Conservation Sea in Ladakh. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, about uh, it's been in place for about 20, 25, 30 years now. Uh -huh. And they're doing such a phenomenal job. Yeah. Mm. So much so that, you know, today Leh is considered to be the Snow Leopard capital of the world. Wow. Really? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. thank goodness. And this was a space where earlier on, uh, the locals were poaching. The locals were right. killing these animals or poisoning because there was the livestock uh, right. conflict that was happening. Right. And uh, two big events. One was, okay, the fact that an organization came in and started setting up some systems in place to uh, do something about conservation and educate and maybe even compensate the villagers for Loss. losses. And uh, His Holiness the Dalai Lama wow. suddenly came into the picture and he said this was not only about the snow leopard but also about the tiger because one of the most important uh, possessions any Buddhist can have is a cloak made out of oh, okay. with the lining of the fur of a big cat. Uh -huh. So a lot of the poaching 
that was happening, which a lot of people don't talk about, especially in the Himalayan belt, was being encouraged or the market for and consumer for it was in Tibet or it's the like trans-Himalayan Buddhist community. Just like ivory. Just like ivory, but not there, but they're in right. China. So uh, His Holiness requested the people that this shouldn't be the norm and this shouldn't happen and explain to them the importance about conservation and like how we had our Swadeshi movement and we burnt a lot of foreign goods there's a documented uh, phenomena in the trans Himalaya that happened where all these senior or a lot of the Buddhist people got their coats and they burnt them in show of solidarity towards his request Wow! and that uh, has had a very direct impact on the snow leopard and the conservation it has and this was this beautiful story which had been played out in front of our eyes because mm. this was a snow leopard which had been injured in a fight I know with another you sent snow us leopard. Photographs of yeah, that. yeah, yeah. And, tell us about it. Uh, it was a male which had been younger male which had been injured in a fight with an older male. Yeah. And uh, it was the villagers that called the wildlife department. Right. Which in the past may not have been the case because a injured, almost dying snow leopard would have been fair game for them to sell to the poachers right. and get subs- substantial money for it. Right. But instead, now a mechanism or a whole communication has been created in that region whereby mm. this guy, the first people he called was the forest department. Wow. And then the forest department sent its rangers and they were able to get the animal, treat it and eventually release it into the wild. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. So ever since we got back from the raid, I've been wanting to get in touch with Vishwas. Yeah. Yep. And I thought that it was a great idea, but we started do a series of, you know, expert talk right. on a subject. Yep. And the great thing about in the podcast is that you can actually stop the podcast, like you say, a podcast. Oh. Right? Stop it, listen to it again and again and again. Yeah. Till you get it right. Right. And uh, so this time we have Vishwas SD on the Biker Radio Soundboard. He was on bike number 202 on yep. the Reddy Himalaya this year. Yeah. And he did come second in his category. Hmm. So this is somebody who actually has been there, done that, and is likely yeah. to keep doing it for a while because yeah. he's really, really into it. One of the top acts in the country today. Right. So uh, here he is explaining motorcycle rallying. And how one can get into all different kinds of rallying. Right. And, you know, a step-by-step process. Of and course, we're going to take this further. Yep. So, Vishwas SD on the Biker Radio Soundboard. Biker Radio Soundboard. Soundboard. Hey, guys. This is Vishwas SD from Bangalore. And we welcome you all to the Biker Radio Soundboard on off-road rallying. Any person who's got a bike with a driving license and the keen urge to test his riding skills and his bike's ability can go ahead and enter himself into any uh, racing or rally. However, before he begins his journey, he has to secure a document approved by the Federation of Motorsports Clubs of India. You can log into their fmsci.co.in website, get the documents downloaded, read through, uh, and uh, once you send them the application, they'll approve and send you a license, and there you go you become a valid FMSCI license holder to then be eligible to take part in any events. 
what we are discussing today is the off road rallying any terrain which has only gravel and dirt on it the corners and the turnings being your obstacles the one who finishes these corners or turnings at a certain given time or the quickest becomes the winner one has to have the ability to negotiate these slippery corners which have very little traction have the right kind of bike the right kind of riding gear and of course the right skill and the guts and the bravery to combat these challenges now there are one day events conducted by the federation of motorsports clubs these are called the mrf indian national rally championships which happen over a weekend so any biker who wants to learn and understand could just enroll into this and every state in india has its own motorsport club for example in bangalore we have this club called karnataka motorsports club or else you can always contact fmsci to get uh, more details with regards to the bike a bike which has a single or a mono suspension at the rear and the front suspension having a little bit of travel at least 12 to 14 inches the reason being you are going to be going off road and off road is village limits and countryside roads which have a lot of potholes bumps and boulders and coffee estates so tea estates going down the hill coming up the hill so you need the right kind of bike which can take the beating and of course a really good reliable engine so make sure you get in touch with a really good expert mechanic who understands what is required for off road rallying and then prepares your bike and then comes the most important part your riding gear the right helmet the right chest guard the right back protector shoulder guard elbow guard right set of gloves and a set of good trousers and motocross boots which are very very essential for a beginner i would recommend you get involved in the mrf indian national rally championship you understand the format of it you understand how uh, the registration is done the riding is done the timing the check in the check out the service park and every other bit of it and as you progress you can then get into these uh, the bigger rallies so there you go guys a little bit of knowledge about what is rallying and if you have any questions you can always shoot back to the bike radio broadcast team thank you so much again you guys have a lovely day ahead bike radio soundboard namaskar me hashim kayum bolto hai ani tumi bike radio broadcast aikta imagine you're in this country your name is hashim kayum you're in 2018 you're from kashmir right <laughs> how much accountability is there on you and your name and your identity well for uh, somebody who's looking for that i guess uh, everything everything every minute yeah and uh, that's the way things are at the moment right like it or not yep so so that's the intriguing thing i found about uh, our man yep he uses absolutely hardcore sanskritized indian concept which is karma mm adds uh, his passion of being a traveler to his name right if you look at it from a binary kind of vision yeah. he doesn't belong there yeah because his name is something and uh, he comes from a place which is under dispute for whatever reasons yeah political reason mostly yeah and uh, as he calls himself uh, to be an indophile and yeah. there is no better hardcore person that i have come across for yeah. a while who actually lives his life uh, being what this country is about yeah diversity all the way yeah. you know cutting the cake so how do you explain way. this to somebody who doesn't get it because the road doesn't distinguish yeah neither does the motorcycle 
to I wish? think I know what to do. What? Listen. Connect. Right on. Hi, this is Hashim Kayyum. Pichu Bozal, Biker Radio Broadcast. What do you think about what's currently happening? And have there been instances where your identity or your name has caused discomfort, issues? It's an interesting question. Because, uh, frankly speaking, it is something that's on the mind of a lot of people. It's a hashtag. Big time. And with a name like Hash. Yeah. And to be honest with you, this was the first time in my life that I felt a little weird about saying I was from Kashmir. Mm-hmm. Or a little apprehensive about telling people I'm from Kashmir. Uh, and at times... about my name as well mm. okay one okay i'm not a very common muslim name mm. but someone can recognize it clearly yeah. Yeah. Uh, and um, essentially i had never encountered being a kashmiri to be a problem anywhere in the country ever ever being a muslim sometimes yes I mean, in conservative South Indian Tambram neighborhoods, trying to look for a house as a solo guy mm-hmm. was not even the smartest move. But hey, I sometimes was naive. I did attempt it. Mm-hmm. I got some very interesting answers. You could answers. pass off as a Kashmiri Brahmin. Yeah, but I can't <laughs> lie about my name in the contract and all those things. You know? And I didn't see Ashmoke. any... Ashmoke. Yeah. <laughs> Ashish Kayum. Ashish Kayum. Ashish. Ashish. ஜிலேபி அண்ட் பேசிக்லி டோல் மீ அபவுட் 
his stories in India, his previous travels, the fact that India is the only country he can ever imagine being vegetarian, which all of us know why. Mm-hmm. And um, actually a very interesting relationship had developed with that production house uh, mm-hmm. because of that show. And two years later, they wanted to do Parts Unknown in Kashmir because that was <laughs> Anthony's dream as well, to visit Kashmir and do a show, but because of the political situation, yeah. they had never been able to get permission from the channel. Right. And uh, finally, because that was a time when travel advisories on Kashmir had started to be lifted. Right. And uh, people were saying, the embassies were saying, it's absolutely okay to travel and everything. So I was part of the creative team on that particular show and Karmayatri was going to be doing all the line production for the complete show because it was going to be in Kashmir. And uh, one week before the show, that Burhanwani incident happened. Oh, okay. And you know what's tragic? Even more tragic is the fact that we were talking beginning of the year with the production house. He was supposed to come back to India to do a show in the South. Right. And again, the production house was discussing with me to, you know, know what networks we had down south and what stories we could basically be exploring. And right. the next thing we hear is, is unfortunate, untimely tragedy. So we have this photograph of Anthony Bourdain on a Royal Enfield. Yeah. Your bike? My bike. One of those. One of my bikes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Did he ride it? No. He was not allowed to. <laughs> really? Why didn't have a license? Because he apparently is a person who also was quite legendary for getting into accidents. Oh. Things would happen to him. Right. And I think on a previous show recently, which also was there on YouTube, uh-huh. he was uh, riding some sort of an ATV yeah. and oh, right. tumbled. Yes. Yes. And then it was a clear thing from the network saying that, no, yeah. Tony will not get on to a self-driven vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's too much at stake. Yeah, it's too much at stake. The Biker Radio Broadcast. Listen, connect, ride on. Guten Tag. Ich bin Hashim Kayum und Sie hören Biker Radio Broadcast. If you had the opportunity to ride with anyone from history, who would that person be and why? <laughs> Bertie. Bertie, the guy I told you about. The uh, very important person in my life that I lost. My real life idol. He was not a celebrity. He is a celebrity or my celebrity. But he was as real as it gets for me. And I would love to ride a motorcycle with him. Wow. Yeah. It would be, if I could turn back the clock, uh, I would turn back for that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hmm? Hashim Kayum, thank you so much for being on the Bike Radio Broadcast on the long way home. It's been a fantastic afternoon with you. The pleasure, I must say, is all mine. So thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Yeah, I hope the food and the drink was all right. Amazing. As 
expected of Delhi hospitality. Oh, okay. Absolutely there. Thank hey, you. you had butter chicken come. <laughs> wow. So that's it. That's so it. Show some up. Show some up. But day after tomorrow, we're at the Delhi Biker Fest. Yeah, which our good friend Joshua John is been running for five years. Yeah, this is the and, sixth one. And credit to him, uh, it is uh, something that we started our journey with. Yeah, we hadn't. Uh, got an episode out and uh, right. we landed there. Yeah, <laughs> but we've come a long way, baby. Oh yeah, that was my best birthday gift, man. Yeah, yeah. This time we're actually going to be part of it. I'm going to set up a live radio station. Yeah. So uh, anybody who's going to be there, yeah, uh, we hope to have them on and talking to us at least for a little while. Yeah. And uh, we'll try. We will be putting it out. Yeah. So just follow us on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter, and we should have the information out. Uh, all you have to do is just click on it, and you should be able to listen to the live thing wherever you are in this country or in this world. You can listen to the Delhi Biker Fest live from Manisar, the Warriors Village in Manisar. Yeah, we'll be broadcasting live. And we have a special guest. Uh, hope, oh, we're, yeah. We're hoping to have a f- special guest with us too. Sujan Singh. Which is Sunny's Dudwala. My name is Sujan Singh. I am a biker rally. Biker Delhi Biker Fest. Delhi Kar Bike Fest. Delhi Biker Fest. Delhi Biker Fest. Delhi Biker Fest. My name is Sujan Singh. I am a Delhi Biker Fest. Yeah, he's going to be wearing a safari suit. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, or a monkey cap. I think you should convince him of, out of that safari suit. Okay, so he'll come. Let's see what he what he dresses. He'll up come. As. He'll he'll dress up as he normally does. Ninth of December. So ninth of December, two thousand eighteen, yeah. at the Warriors Village in Manisar in Gurgaon. The Delhi Biker Fest. And you know where to write to us right. in case you ever want to write to us is mail at broadcast dot com. Mail at br broadcast.com and, and the whatsapp number is 89202-76675 and uh, we're on twitter at brrodcast1 we are also on instagram at biker radio broadcast yeah and finally this episode is for the listener yes. and thank you so much for being with us yeah. and we hope to have more of you people on the show yeah that's that's the goal that's the goal. That's what this was set up for. Yep. So, anybody who's listening, go and like our Facebook page. Go and like our, whatever you need to do to get in touch with us. Just do that and let's get chatty. Until then, listen, connect, right on. Over and out. Over and out. Over and out. Over and out.